It's kind of awkward, right? Because even if you're not, you're just sewing up your hand because it's like, I don't want to be called out. And so uh, we are in week, uh, day 14. Today's day 14? 15. 14. 15. Day 15 of our 21 days of prayer. We have one more week. Next Sunday, we'll cap it off. And so if you haven't joined us, we, you can join us on YouTube, uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Tinder. I'm just kidding. Um, There's a certain demographic that only laughed to that joke, and so um, MySpace. Ah, there's everyone else. There's everyone else. Um, so uh, I gotta focus. Um, so yeah, we'd love for you to join us, and um, and it's just been a lot of fun. So what we what we've been doing for the past two weeks is we've been journeying through uh, the temptation of Jesus, and so week number one we looked at how uh, the Holy Spirit. Uh, scripture says that. Uh, the Spirit drew Jesus to the wilderness. And so uh, this idea that every now and again there's a season in our life where, uh, where, we, uh, where we intentionally should step out into a season of prayer, sometimes a season of fasting, and that is good stuff that, that takes place there. Last week uh, we learned that when Jesus was in prayer uh, during the wilderness that he was tempted by uh, by the devil. And so this idea that sometimes when I set aside intentional time to seek the face of God, sometimes all hell breaks loose. And then so this week we're looking at Jesus. He's finishing up his 40 days of, I was going to say 40 days of purpose. Hello, Rick Warren. A 40-day fast. And, um, and this is going to be great. And so I'm excited. We're, we're going to cap this off. And so Matthew chapter 4, verse 11, if you got your Bibles, Matthew chapter 4, verse 11. This is going to be our first verse. It says this, Then the devil went away, and angels came and took care of Jesus. Some translations, your translations may, may say, ministered to Jesus. So the devil went away, and the angels came and took care of Jesus. One more verse. And then we'll jump to the message. Mark chapter 6 and verse 30 for 38. Here we go. The apostles returned to Jesus from their ministry tour and told him all that they had done and taught. Then Jesus said, let's go off by ourselves to a quiet place and rest a while. He said this because there were so many people coming and going that Jesus and his apostles didn't have time to eat. So they left by boat for a quiet place where they could be alone. But many people recognized them and saw them leaving, and people from many towns ran ahead along the shore and got there ahead of him. Jesus saw the huge crowd as he stepped from the boat, and he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching many, them many things. Verse 35, late in the afternoon, his disciples came to him and said, this is a remote place and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go uh, to the nearby farms and villages and buy something to eat. But Jesus said, you feed them. With what, they asked. We'd have to work for months to earn enough money to buy food for all these people. Verse 38, final one. How much bread do you have, Jesus asked them. Go and find out. Go and find out. This morning, if you're taking notes, I want to talk to you from the subject, it's complicated. It's complicated. Turn to your neighbor, tell him it's complicated. Turn to your second choice. Tell them, hey, it's complicated too. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for today. 
God, I thank you for this opportunity that we had just to be in-house, God, and to, uh, to, to just come together with one focus, and that's just to seek your face, God. And so we thank you for this. Father, I pray uh, today that uh, you know each person's needs that's watching online and that is also here this morning, what they're going through. And so I clearly cannot articulate to each person's need, but I know you can, Holy Spirit. And so I pray that you would do your job and I'll just do mine. We thank you so much for that. God, we want to leave here changed. We want to leave here better, not for our own benefit, but so that we can change the world around us. Father, we love you so much. In Jesus' name. Come on, everyone said amen. Amen, amen. Hey, how many of you guys here this morning would admit to mishandling your time? Wow, that's almost everyone. Yeah. And, and so, like, I am in that category. There are, there are times where I'm really good managing my time, but there are a lot of times where I do not manage my time correctly. I try to go to the very last point in time until like it's too late and and so whenever you mismanage your time you begin to rush a lot have you noticed that like you're just rushing everywhere and and so the other day I was here at the church I was working just doing some physical labor I was all sweaty but I had a meeting that I had to get to uh that that following night and 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 so I was like okay if I leave here at this time I will have enough time to go home, take a shower, eat something, then make the meeting, and I'll be there early, right? Because if you're not early, then you're late, right? And, and, and so I'm like, but, and, but I just kept working. My alarm went off. Ring, ring. It's time to go, right? And I'm like, nope, I, I'm, I can, five more minutes. What is five more minutes, right? And so, like, I'm doing that. And then finally, like, after, after multiple five more minutes, I was like, oh, man, I'm going to be late. So, like, I'm rushing home. I'm driving. Hopefully, none of y'all saw me just, like, speeding home from here. Like, I'm just going crazy. Like, I'm like, I got to take a shower. I gotta, and so I'm rushing. I go. I run into the house. I grab my, my clothes, my towel. I, I get in the shower. I turn on the shower. And, and the shower has this black magic power. Uh, someone said, what? <laughs> he said, black magic at church. It has this, this magic power to, to uh, stop time. Have you noticed that? You are in a rush. You turn on that shower. I got to hurry up. You step in that shower. All of a sudden, you're like, ah, oh, praise Jesus. Like all of a sudden, you have no, like, there are no cares in the world. You're not worrying about anything. You're just like... This is, this is amazing. <laughs> you're like, I'm just going to sit here for a little bit. I deserved it. I worked hard today. And you just, I'm just, so like I'm, sit, I'm standing in the shower because who sits in the shower? I'm standing in the shower. And if you do, we're not judging you. But I'm standing in the shower. I'm letting the water cascade down my face to my toes. And, and I'm, I'm in no rush. I'm just, I'm just standing there. Just like that, just like that. I'm just standing there. Now, here's what's, what's, what's interesting is that when you're in the shower, you know that just because you're in the shower doesn't mean that the things that you're supposed to do that you had to do disappear. Right? It's like I still had that. 
I still had that meeting that I had to go to, but I didn't care. I'm just, I had no rush. I didn't want to move. I did not want to move. I didn't care if I had somewhere to be. I didn't care if there was something that I had to do. I just was just, I just wanted, I didn't care. I was so, I was just, I was just, just enjoying it. Now, some of you guys are like, why in the world is he talking, telling us about the shower? Here, I'm, I'm about to tie everything in for you before you walk out and leave. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so here, here, here's why, why I'm telling you this. What I have discovered in life is that there are moments in life where, where, where we have to grow, but in order for us to grow, we have to move. But sometimes we get caught in these little, these little moments in life that are just like, we're just, I'm enjoying it too much. I don't want to move. I, I, I just want to stay, stay put. Here's the thing, that's not just with life, that's actually with your spiritual journey as well. Like as a Christian, as a believer, you are on this faith journey. And, uh, and in this journey, listen, God wants to grow you. He wants to develop you. He, he doesn't want you to be the same. In fact, Scripture says that he moves us from glory to glory. Theologians say, or scholars said that, say that, or theologians say that, um, that, when, when, that when it's talking about from glory to glory, the first glory is the old covenant glory. The second glory is the New Testament glory. And so Scripture's saying, hey, we're moving from old to new, from old to better. There's something that God wants to do in our lives and in our hearts that is constantly wanting to grow us. Can I get an amen? Like he wants to do something in our lives where we're growing. He doesn't want us to look back a year from now and be like, well, I'm at the same place that I am, that I was at the, at the beginning of the year. Like he wants us to look back at the beginning of this year and be like, man, I, I may not be a lot better, but I'm a little better. I still may not do 10 minutes of reading my Bible, but I'm now doing 30 seconds. Like, he just wants us to be better. He wants us to grow. But, if, but, but, but we, we can't get caught up in these moments, these shower moments. He wants us to grow. And so here's what's interesting in our story of, of Jesus being tempted uh, in, in Mark or excuse me, Matthew chapter 4 and verse 11, we read that after the 40 days happened of, of fasting and praying, that, that it said, verse 11, that the devil left Jesus, there it is, the devil went away and angels came to take care of Jesus. That's phenomenal. Now I want you to put yourself in Jesus' shoes, okay? He just fasted, no food for 40 days. Dude's hungry. He was just standing toe-to-toe -to -toe with the enemy, with the devil. And now he won. He's victorious. He conquered. The devil flees. All of a sudden, <laughs> angels appear. Everywhere. And the, the scripture says that they ministered to Jesus. So like, Jesus, here's your silk slippers. Jesus, you must be hungry. You didn't eat anything for 40 days. Here's a nice spicy tuna roll. Mm, come on. 
Here's a little Coke Zero. Hello. That's a little specific. It doesn't matter. This is my story. And, uh, and so here, like, they're ministering to Jesus. Now, if I'm Jesus, I'm just, like, I'm in recovery mode. I'm like, I'm just going to sit there, and I'm going to enjoy my little sushi roll. I'm going to enjoy my Coke Zero. I'm going to enjoy as the minister, or the angels are, are, are ministering to every need that I have. I'm, I'm relaxing. Don't bother me. Leave me alone. But check this out. The very next verse, verse verse 12, it says, But then Jesus heard that John had been arrested. He left Judea and returned to Galilee. Now, this may not seem like anything on the surface, but here's what you need to know. Is that John the Baptist was his cousin. But also, not just that, that trek from Judea to Galilee was a three to four day foot journey. Okay, and so I don't know if when Jesus heard the news was like minutes after his 40-day fast. I don't know if it was like an hour after his 40-day fast. Honestly, I don't think it matters because I'm recovering for a long time, right? If I'm fasting for 40 days, you better believe I'm going to be in recovery mode for like six months. I'm, just, I'm trying to get healthy, and I'm trying to get better. So, so all of a sudden, Jesus gets word that his, his, his cousin has been arrested. And in this moment, Jesus has to respond and decide what he's going to do. Jesus has to decide what he's going to do. He's, let me phrase it this way. In this moment, Jesus has to decide what that 40 days of prayer and fasting was for. Was it for accolades or was it for action? Jesus has to decide in this moment, did I just subject my body to 40 days of no food, of prayer and fasting, just so I can tell everyone, hey guys, I just fasted 40 days. What have you fasted? <laughs> Cute. Like, is, was, was what he encountered, what he experienced, was it for, for accolades or was what he experienced in this 40 days something, like producing something in his life to push him to action? See, he, here's why I think this is such a critical question. is because in our journey, in our faith journey, what we do here on Sundays, what you read in Scripture, the moments of prayer that you, that you set aside in the morning or at nighttime, you're going to have to decide if those moments that you're putting in to grow your faith if they're simply for accolades or for action. When I come to church, am I just doing it just so I can be like, check, I made it. Praise God. And then leave and just be the same person. Like when I spend time in worship and reading my word, am I just reading it so my version friends can look that I, that I just read 30 chapters? Hello. Or, or is it, is it, is it for, for me to like challenge me because his word is like food to my, to my spirit? Like is it for accolades or for action? And so here's Jesus. He gets word that John the Baptist, his cousin, is in prison. And he has to choose between accolades or action. 
what was my 40 days for? And we read that Jesus, he left and he went. He went and, and went to, 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 to help, or to, he went to, from Judea to Galilee. We're to grow. Like, is, is our time together, is it for accolades or for action? Here's what I want us to, to really just rally around this morning. is this idea that, that God desires all of us to grow in our faith, but that growth only happens when we step into action. Like collecting my notes from preachers that I watch during the week or and I st- stick them in my back pocket, like, that's great. But, it, it, like, it's more. It's more than just accumulating. Like, it, it, it's application, man. Like, it, like I, I, I have to learn to, to, to actually, like, take what I'm, what I'm reading. Ooh, this is hard. It doesn't matter. Like, I got to take what I'm reading, and I have to, I have to apply it. Like, that's how I grow. That, that's how I become, ba- I become better. See, because action is the goal, because action is the only place where I grow. And so we want to grow. Like, the, the, the goal is for us to grow. Every year at the beginning of the year, I say, hey, if you do four things, I promise you that you will be better by, in, in one year, by the next year. I say, if you join a group, if you make Sundays a priority, if you percentage give, so just be faithful, consistent with your giving, and if you serve, if you do those four things, I promise you, you're like, if, if in fact you try that for a year and you're like, John, you lied, nothing is better, I will personally, I promise you, I will personally go to one of the churches of pastors that I know with you and we, we can find a better place because I'm so confident I'm so confident that if you can get plugged into that, like there's something that, like there's something that happens, there's something that that grows, and so so grow growth is 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 the is is the it's like what we're aiming for. So if growth is the goal, uh, what I want to do is identify two spiritual growth deterrents, two spiritual growth deterrents, and then we're done, and then we can go home, and, and, or go to Applebee's because we love Applebee's. So, two spiritual growth deterrents. And we're going to find these uh, with the story that we read uh, at the very beginning. And so we're just going to read that again for context. Mark, Mark chapter 6, verse 31 and 32. Then Jesus said, let's go off by ourselves to a quiet place and rest a while. He said this because there were so many people coming and going that Jesus and his apostles didn't even have time to eat. So they left by boat for a quiet place where they could be alone. So Jesus and his crew, they're tired. How many of you guys have ever just been tired? Like they're hungry. They're surrounded by people, right? Like if you work with people for eight hours a day, you come home, you're like, I don't want to speak to anyone. <laughs> right? Like, 
Like this is what this is what's happening right here. Jesus and his and his disciples, they've just been ministering, they've been loving on people so much. Like they, they, they they're like, man, we just gotta get away, we gotta rest. My stomach's growling, we got we gotta go. And so they get on their boat and they sail off. But the crowds they saw, they're like, hey, isn't that Jesus' boat? Let's follow it. And so scripture says that they actually knew where Jesus was going and his disciples, and they were there before he even docked. Isn't that crazy? And, uh, and so they're there, and, 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 and the text says 5,000 uh, men were there, but there's probably more around ten to 15,000 kids, children, and men that were there. And, and so, like, all of a sudden, scripture says that Jesus, um, uh, Jesus or excuse me, Jesus had to decide what he was going to do. Jesus had to decide if he was going, like how he was going to respond in his season of rest. Here's, here's the first uh, deterrent that I, want, uh, that I want us to take note of. Uh, the first one is this, is comfort. Comfort. And so here's Jesus. They get to the shore. They have one of two options. They can either get back on the boat, try to find a different place, or they, they can... They can uh, minister during their rest time. They, 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 can, they can minister in their times of comfort. Now, he had to decide if he was going to choose comfort over calling. Well, John, shouldn't my calling be comfortable? No. Not all the time. And I do want to pause. I do want to say this. I, I don't want you to think that this is like an anti-comfort um, uh, smear campaign. Right? Like, that's not, that's not the goal here. Like, I think that, that that's not my heart in this message. Is it, It's not like I'm not saying, like, hey, if you're comfortable, God can't use you. That's not what I'm saying. All the way. Let, let me put it this way. We can, we can visit the comfort zone. We can't live in the comfort zone. And, and, and so, so like, if the, the more that, we, that we're comfortable, the less growth can take place. Because growth is not produced in comfort. Complacency is. Like, when I'm comfortable, when I'm in that shower zone, that shower mode, I, it's all about me. I'm just there. But I don't grow in there. I don't grow in that season. In fact, the best illustration for this is, is, is like a seed. Do you think of a seed? Cute little seedling. Like its most productive stage is its most painful stage. Like the only time growth can happen is when that seed has to break open. The flesh has to like break. Like, we have, we're called to grow, but it, it's, it's not going to happen all the time in moments of comfort. Like, I have to learn to be able to step out of my comfort zone. I have to be able to accept that sometimes if I'm going to grow, it's going to, it's going to, I'm going to need to step out of what I just, what I feel safe in, my safe zone, my bubble zone. Scripture even says that. 
uh, in 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 7, the apostle Peter, he writes this. He says, so truly be glad there is, I'll look at my notes. So be, so be truly glad there is wonderful joy ahead. Right? So there's joy ahead. There's growth ahead. Like your better you is ahead. Don't give up right now. Even though you must endure many trials for a little while. What? Why did I have to say that? It just ruined that, right? It's like that joy is ahead. Yeah. Whoa. Let's go. But you're going to face trials. What? Even though you must endure many trials for a little while. It goes on to say this. Though your faith is far more. <laughs> the uh, Okay, let's cite from the top. So be truly glad there is wonderful joy ahead. Even though you must endure many trials for a little while. These trials will show that your faith is genuine. Wow. Did you catch that? Like these trials, like the hardness of life, the, the, the stressful moments in life, like they're testing my faith to get me to the joy that lies ahead. Come on, I got to go through some, some things. I got to get a little bit uncomfortable if I'm ever going to reach that growth, it is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. My goodness. Peter's saying it's the discomfort of trials that grows my faith. It's, it's, it's the uncomfortable moments that I'm willing to step into that grows my faith. Listen, I know that comfort is nice, but you can't grow in comfort. Comfort's nice, but you can't grow in it. Pastor, I, just, I really want to grow in my faith. I really just, I want to just grow in my faith. I want to, I want to be like Jesus. That's awesome. That's a, hey, Jesus was really, really big on serving. Um, are you on the dream team? Have you signed? Noah, we can serve our city. <sighs> Pastor, it's complicated. It's complicated. I just, I would, I would serve on Sundays, but like that's my that's my time to sleep in. And it's complicated, Pastor. It's complicated. It's, it's just, it's, it's, pastor, I, you know, I just, I feel like I'm called and like to, to lead. I feel like God has like this huge, just like call to lead the church over my life. What should I do, pastor? Hey, so you can lead a small group this semester. I heard next week is an opportunity to, to lead a group. It's complicated. When I get off of work, I'm exhausted. I have a long day at work. And so when I come home, I'm just, I'm kind of tired. It's complicated. Come on. If we're willing to grow, 
Are we willing to step out of where we're comfortable in order to step into the next growing season that God has for you? Come on, you're called to grow. But sometimes we got to be willing to step out of the comfortable. So that's the first one. Here's the second one. We could have the keys come up because I'm landing this plane. So Jesus, again, back to our story. Jesus, he, he's faced with all these people that are right here. They're like, they have to decide if they're going to, if they're going to help, right? Or if they're going to stay in their, back in the boat, get their R&R, get their rest, chow on some food. And so Jesus, as we know, Jesus, it said, Scripture says that he had compassion on them. And I think that's a huge part, right? Like when we see a need, this is not in my notes, but I feel like this is something that I need to say. Like when we see a need, are we like Jesus where we have compassion enough to bypass our comfort? And so, so here's Jesus. They, he said, he sees it. It's like a sheep without, uh, without a shepherd. And, and, and so he, here he is. He begins to minister to this crowds of people. He, he begins to minister to them so much so that Scripture says that, like, it, it gets really late around dinner time. And, uh, and one of the disciples, I don't know who it was, they had that fun job of going up to Jesus and being like, you're going too long. <laughs> like, it's, it's too much, Jesus. In fact, they say, Jesus, hey, like, what you're saying is really good. But these people, they need to eat. And um, you, you got to decide. Uh, we, we should probably send them home so they can go eat. They can come back tomorrow. It'll be okay. Just, just send them off. And Jesus, he's like, he's like, you feed them. And they're like, nah, Jesus, you don't understand. If we fed all of these people... Um, we would not have enough, like we would have to work a whole month's wages would, would be able to feed these people. And then Jesus says something that, that, that stretches them. He says this, go find out how much food that you can find. Here's the second growth deterrent. The first one, the thing that will deter your growth is comfort. The second one is this, challenges challenges how you and I process challenges in life reveals two things how far we've grown but it also challenges also um, represent how much more growth we have to do okay so let me say that again life challenges they identify they reveal two things how much we've grown right like, whoo, last year, I would have cussed that person out. Praise Jesus. I just use sign language this time. It's growing. It's growing. I'm getting better. <laughs> Some of you guys just got that. That's hilarious. So, so life challenges, it reveals how far you've come, but it also reveals how much more growth you got to do. So like, ah, I still failed. I still yelled at my kids. I still yelled at my wife. And if we're not careful, we focus on the growth that we need to do 
and we never really neglect and praise God for the growth that he's already done. And so when we only focus on this one area of growth, that, that, of, of, of what I have, what it does is next time I face a life challenge, I begin to look at it through the insufficiencies of what I'm currently at. And so next time I face a life challenge, I'm like, I can't handle it, man. I can't do this. Ah. Remember, I'm an ugly crier. I am. And we see this, this, this challenge that, that is being faced with the apostles. They, they, they go out and, and they, they find, out of all the people in the crowd, they found a little boy with a little lunch, two fish, five loaves. And uh, I think a lot of times, like, I've, I've always heard, like, pastors talk about, like, the faith of the little boy. I actually think, like, he's not the hero of the story. I mean, he did a good job, right? Like, he gave his, his, his lunch to, to, to the disciples. But, like, he's a kid. Kids have crazy faith. In fact, Jesus said, unless you become like a little child... Right? Because there's, some, there's something about the way that kids process faith. There's something about the way that kids process things that they don't see, but they believe. So the kid is cool, but I actually think we got to give some credit to whatever disciple had to take the food from the little boy and decide if he was going to go show Jesus, hey, out of 15,000 people, this is all I could find. Right? Like... And so the disciple, he takes the, 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 the food from, um, from the little boy. And, uh, and, and in this moment, he has to decide how he's going to view this challenge. He's going to have to decide how he's going to, how he's going to face this challenge. Is, is, he going to, is he going to allow the insufficiencies of the moment to prevent him from offering it to Jesus? Or is he going to bring his insufficiencies to Jesus? And really in life, when we face life challenges, that's what it comes down to. Am I going to hold on to my insufficiencies in the situation that I'm going through? Or am I willing to give my insufficiencies to Jesus? And so this apostle, he had to decide what he was going to do. And he brings it up to Jesus. And I'd imagine that's an awkward conversation. He, he, he brings it up to Jesus. Jesus like, what did you find? Um, it's a long story, Jesus. <laughs> it's complicated. <laughs> it's complicated. Come on, if we're going to grow in our faith, we have to begin to see our challenges differently. We can't see our challenges as end of the roads. We have to see our challenges as I need you, Jesus. We have to begin to see them different. 
Because we, we got to grow. We got to grow. We got to get better. God desires us to grow in our faith. John, you don't understand. It's complicated. You don't understand my home life, John. It's complicated. John, you don't understand my financial strain. It's complicated. John, you don't understand this. John, like you could literally fill in the blank. John, like you don't understand. It's complicated. My family dynamics, it's complicated. You don't, John, you don't understand. It's complicated. And you're right. I have no idea how complicated your situation, your challenge is. And I would be foolish to pretend like I did. Here's the best part, is that I don't have to understand it, because Jesus does. And so as we land this plane, the disciple, he, he gets to Jesus and he's like, this is all I could find. It's, I know it's nothing. You ever feel like that? God, I, this, it's all I have. I, I, I know it's nothing right now. And he hands over this two fish and five loaves to Jesus. If I'm him, I'm feeling like a failure. I can't even find a decent amount of food. He gives him two fish, five loaves. Five plus two is seven. Oh, by the way, seven in the Bible is a number of completion. Is a number of perfection. And so here's... Here's what the disciples giving him something that he seems insignificant. Jesus takes the five, the, the five loaves, two fish, and all of a sudden something happens. Scripture says that Jesus began to pray. He blessed it. He blessed, he blessed the two fish, five loaves. No miracle happened yet that we know of. And here's what's interesting. He hands back the food to the apostles. Jesus wants you to be part of the process. Jesus wants you to be part of the process of the challenges that you're facing. He doesn't want you to take control. He wants you to give it to him. He's going to bless it. He's going to do something that only he can do. And then he's going to say, here, I blessed it, now you walk through it. I blessed it, now you go through it. I can't, it's complicated, Jesus. It's going to be too hard. I blessed it, walk it out. Can't you carry me? Walk it out. Um, can you teleport me? Walk it out. I give Jesus Whatever challenges that I'm facing. Jesus, I don't understand how you're going to heal me from this. Jesus, I don't understand how you're going to restore this relationship. Jesus, I don't understand how I'm going to go from point A to point B. But I give it to you. He blesses it. He hands it back. And he says, now walk it out. It's complicated. I know. That's why it's called uncomfortable. And the disciples, they, they start handing out the fish and the 
bread and and what they discover is that like it just keeps replenishing like it just it keeps growing and like as as the disciple took their insufficiency and they just stepped out in faith out of their comfort zone and they just began to continue to hand it out something was happening something was growing their faith was growing hey peter my my basket there's still stuff in there keep passing it out keep listen it said that there were they had leftovers by the time everyone ate all that they could eat come on god wants to take your insufficiencies what you view as insignificant the challenges that you're facing. He's like, give it to me. Trust me. I'm blessing you. Now walk it out. He wants you to grow, everybody. He wants you to grow in this season, even in the season of COVID, even in the season of masks. He wants you to grow. This doesn't have to be a lost season. This doesn't have to be a lost time. Like, he wants you to grow. He wants you to be better. He wants you to, 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 to be better uh, in the future than you are today. He, he wants you to grow. He's allowing us. He's calling us. He's designed us. He's created us to grow. But am I willing to step out of my comfort and to view my challenges differently?